Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I am your host, Amy. This is the podcast where I talk about anything and everything that's on my mind, ranging from deep and meaningful all the way through to random shit. You're here now, so why don't we hang out? Hello and welcome to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Amy. I hope everybody's well. Um, I'm sitting in a closed off room in the middle of, well, it's not really the middle of summer. It's just um, an early summer. We have had heat waves, strangely, in Sydney. Some of the other parts of the country haven't really had it, but we've got these extreme heat waves that we're dealing with at the moment. I think today is uh, just um, about 30, but we've had but we've had 36 degrees and similar. So I guess my point is um, let's get this app done so I can go and breathe because breathing is very hard in this room. (laughs) Um, With that being said, today I want to talk about uh, Gen... I want to talk about millennials versus Gen Zs versus baby boomers. So I guess you could classify it as um, a deep dive into the generations and why we have so much feud amongst ourselves. Uh, So anyway, let's get going and uh, yeah, awesome. All right, so let's start out. I want to define the generation. So we've got what is referred to as greatest generation, and that's being born between 1901 and 1924. We've got silent generation, 1925 to 1945. Baby boomers, 1946 to 1964. Then we've got Gen X, 1965 to 1980. Millennials, 1981 to 1996. Gen Z, 1997 to 2012. Generation Alpha, 2013 to 2025. Not sure what comes after that. I'm sure I'd be able to find the answer to that at some stage, at some point, if I cared, and I don't. Anyway, I don't know if you guys have kind of felt it, but there's always been this little bit of a rivalry between the generations. There's always been this something, some sort of, you know, something. I don't even know how to define it. Even when I was working many years ago um, in a team that was filled with Gen X, they made a habit of, you know, commenting on the fact that I was Gen Y, which has now been renamed um, the Millennials. And they used to kind of take a stab at work ethic. And, you know, if I, like, I should be there in the office for 10 hours even if I have nothing to do. And I kind of, I don't agree with that. Get your work done and go home has always been my mentality. Anyway, in with the new generations uh, is coming this new view of work, life and work-life balance, right? So the newer generations, even some of the millennial generation are currently looking at work as a concept and thinking to themselves, I don't want to live to work. I would much prefer to work to live, which is fine, right? Totally fine. 
I'm actually with that mindset. My mind has changed dramatically since leaving uh, the corporate role that I had that I was at for 10 years and, you know, being kind of bled of every bit of productivity, having the need to be available around the clock, like just these ridiculous expectations. And now looking back, I go, Demma, I should have set those barriers. I should have been clearer with my barriers when it came to work and life. I should not have been responding to emails outside of work hours. I shouldn't have been, you know, responding to meeting requests outside of work hours. It just doesn't make sense. And I shouldn't have done it. So I almost shot myself in the foot, if you like. We are finding, with this idea of work, if we go back many, many, like a hundred years ago, we ultimately had what they referred to as the guilds. And these were um, a lot of labor-based roles that just worked around the clock. It was a standard thing to work seven days. This is hundreds of years ago, right? Then in you know the 1900s at some point, Henry Ford stepped in and said, you know, I don't feel like that's a great way to drive productivity or, you know, kind of structure your life. And so he proposed the 40 hour work week, which was which is what we have today, the five days a week, nine to five mentality. Um, I kind of feel like now we need to revisit the five day week and really challenge, does this meet requirements? There's something in my mind now that just is like, what, why, why do we need to work five days for the rest of our lives? In a lot of instances, people doing things that they freaking hate, but having no out and then having to continue to do it. Um, in the show that we're watching at the moment, a lot of them enter the show with the hopes of winning the money and being able to leave that mundane you know, uh, day in, day out grind. And, you know, I don't want to re-enter that grind. I, I like what I'm doing now. It's far more flexible. I can work when there's work to be done, which is good. Um, and then otherwise I can break. So Wednesdays, for example, I like to just have a complete break from everything. A lot of the times on Wednesdays I'll do podcast work, but I try to disengage from my core role and my core responsibilities because it just becomes overwhelming. I think also what's worth commenting on is no longer uh, is there one profession. So baby boomers and even before that would enter into a job, uh, they would enter into a market and they'd work in that job for 50, 60, 70 years and not have any issues or concerns. However, now the younger generations and mine included are looking at things going, oh, I was doing this. Okay, I've learned as much as I can. Now, what else can I do? Can I completely change and do something different? And I think we're becoming more open to the fact of not just pigeonholing ourselves, not just being like, well, that's the only set of skills you have. You have to stay in that job. We're now looking at it going, well, hang on a sec. I bring a lot more. I bring transferable skills. So there's the idea of what do I feel like doing next? And there's actually an ad for a study institution that I've seen a few times on TV and the advertisement for it is what, what am I doing this week? What, what profession do I want to try? And the girl in the ad is one minute a DJ. She's working in a lab. Like it's just, it just condones that mentality. And look, I've got no problems with it. I think it's great that we can kind of dip around and, change and evolve 
with what it is that we're doing. If we focus in on Gen Z, they are more likely to prioritize their well-being over work. And for them, it's about a focus on mental health. It's about no longer, you know, working for the man and grinding yourself into the ground, but it's more so working for the requirement of working, i.e. finance, financial stability, and then focusing energy and effort on other things, hobbies, spending time with friends and family and so forth. I think with this, it raises the question for me, the housing market in Australia is a very difficult market, particularly Sydney. I know Melbourne's the same, but you find it very difficult to rent um, a, a place and you'll often show up to rentals and there'll be you know hundreds of people there all vying for the same rental. Usually the people that offer the most money get it. And then um, it's really hard to buy because the buying market is so expensive. So you have to have financial stability to do so. And what we're seeing with the younger generations is they can't buy. They simply cannot buy. They don't have the funding for it. People are staying at home, living with family for longer. They're living in share houses if they get a house. And in a lot of instances, it's, it's a massive struggle. We bought our house kind of just before the housing issue popped up. And, you know, we're quite grateful for the fact that we got into the market before things went absolute batshit crazy. But don't get me wrong, things were batshit crazy then. We just, you know, we had a strategy and were able to kind of get the place that we wanted. So it's... um. It's becoming less and less of an option for Gen Z and post that to actually buy a house. I remember watching um, someone on YouTube and she's got a lot of money. She runs businesses and stuff like that. And she ended up saying, um, so she lives in a small country town and somebody said to her, um, why do you rent? And you'd like, why haven't you bought a house? Like you're, you know, you're earning a lot of money. And she said, I don't understand why you would want to buy one. She said, it's like food. You buy it, use it, and then you move on. Which I don't get. I fully don't get. But I think the the piece that's missing there is, like, in her situation, there's a point where you don't have to pay anymore. You've paid it off. It's done. It's finished. And you can just live. And that's why people want to own their own home along with the fact that if you're in a rental there's rules and regulations there's you know strict stipulations around how you must live there's regular inspections whereas in your own house you have the discretion if I want to put up you know something into a wall I want to nail something into a wall I can do that it's my house Um, so yeah there's I think a, a bit of a missing mindset I remember seeing this girl and she was a Gen Z and I was watching TikTok yesterday and she said oh um, I'm 24 and I've just declared bankruptcy. I had $75,000 worth of debt. I've just um, gone bankrupt and I highly recommend anybody else who's around the same age do the same thing because everything gets reset. I was just watching it going, oh my God. That is not a message we should be sharing, especially with the younger generation. And how did you get into so much debt? And you don't reset. That's not how it works. You don't just reset and then it all starts over again. Bankruptcy follows you for the foreseeable future. So it's almost 
how and why they're ending up in this state. It's insane. So I think the younger generations are wanting shorter days and shorter weeks. So some places of employment are implementing a nine-day fortnight. Some are implementing a lot of flexibility, which kind of leads me to hybrid working or remote working, right? A lot of employers now are forcing their people to come back into the office. And I, for one, don't understand it. I don't understand. I think about... We went into lockdown for several years. The businesses functioned in their full capacity. Everything was okay. Why are we demanding people come back to the workplace? Why are we demanding that? And a lot of employers are saying, oh, you know, it's got to do with building culture. I don't understand. So for the last two years, culture was bad. What studies support that? So I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a cop-out for businesses and organizations. And they're saying, you know, um, get back to, to the office. Why though? Who? I just don't understand why. And a lot of Gen Z are asking the same question. Like, why? We've gone to this point. We're okay. The business is doing very well. Expenses are lower. Why are we being forced back? I also remember many years ago when... Gen Y, otherwise known as the Millennials. I'm just going to refer refer to them as Millennials because that's my generation. I remember there was a lot of progression around mental health. And I remember mental health was kind of this contentious point. If you uh, had a diagnosis of a mental health um, disease or illness, you were automatically branded as weak and I remember you know people being like oh I'm super stressed I can't cope with the demands of this job and I remember baby boomers being like oh well we've never had a chance to complain so suck it up and get going um which I find very very uh like callous and uncaring and I think the baby boomer generation really drives home and this is very much a generalization but they really drive home that you know work is important work ethic is important but to that I question what is work ethic it's defined differently if you're doing your job you're meeting your requirements I don't understand why we have to just do what the generation before us did it doesn't make one ounce of sense we're saying things need to change. We're saying life is more important than work. We're saying we want to we want to preserve our mental health. We're saying we desperately want to live a fulfilling life. And just at the grind 24-7 is not fulfilling. And I don't care what anyone says. It is not fulfilling. There's a point where you look and you just go, fuck, I've spent my whole life working for the man even me looking back at that 10-year period where I was working at the organization I was working at and I look back and go far out like what were you thinking why didn't you leave sooner and like I said at the beginning like why didn't you have better barriers boundaries because I didn't I remember being in class and it was remote and getting you know, emails sent to me for work and it being super urgent, it needs to be done by tomorrow. And I was in class for my law degree responding to emails. Huh? Don't understand. I physically don't understand what was going through my head. 
So there's a new trend called snail girl. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but basically it is the complete opposite of girl boss. And basically it's the idea that um, it's more important to slow down and take it easier on the job. And it's kind of like an Australian thing that started. It's the idea that you don't need to be working yourself and hustling. And So yeah, as I was trying to say, it's this idea that you can be slow. It's the idea that you can be sl- you can be slower. You can approach things in a more slow fashion. So yeah, it's this um new mindset, and I like it. I like the fact. I like the. F- I like the fact that we're looking at things differently. I like the fact that we're not just accepting what was or what is. We're challenging the 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 scope almost of the world of business. It does it doesn't have to be as the generation was before. And I personally don't feel like it is any other generational or generations um, place to criticize what has come after. And I feel like it's almost a stay in your own lane type of situation because it's just not appropriate. The other thing that comes to mind is financial stability. How financially stable do the younger generations feel knowing that they're um, potentially going to be changing jobs more often or maybe requesting a different type of working environment and structure? You know, does financial stability drive that? And what I mean by that is, you know, are those that are able to afford it do so versus those that don't. And the cost of living is increasing. So I'd be interested to know what studies have been done in this space around, you know, that generational difference around financial stability. I was in, um, I was in a work, well, I was in a lecture, oh God, months ago now. I said to my cohort, what motivates you? And thinking this is an organizational development subject. So we're talking about an organization and how you develop your people and they said money I said okay what if money is out of the equation and they said well we're not working and I tried asking them but what other motivators do you have and they're like we don't have any we work because we have to if we had enough money we wouldn't work and I feel like going back 10 years ago I would have had the complete opposite mindset of that But now, being where I am in my life, doing what I'm doing, seeing that it doesn't have to be like that, my mindset is starting to change too. Financial stability is important. You obviously have to pay for, you know, your house and your your bills and your food and stuff. But how much of that can you do and then, you know, do other stuff with your life? I don't know. It's an interesting topic. I don't think it's appropriate to brand any generation as lazy, which is what's happening at the moment. There's a lot of news articles where Gen Z are being classified as lazy. I just don't think it's appropriate. I think we need to open up our minds and consider more broadly the fact that things will need to be different. Things will need to change. Um, There's lots of articles and research that's been done into what the newer, younger generations are actually seeking um, so that's probably my thoughts. I feel like um, millennials have kind of copped a bit of that transitional, that change 
mindset and we were labeled very lazy, um, not committed, uh, poor work ethic by asking for these requests and demands, sometimes demands. I remember, you know, feeling nervous to ask, can I leave an hour early because I have something to do, even though I was working 50 hours a week. That shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't feel like that. If your work's done and you are doing whatever you need to do and you're working additional hours, why is there a question around, can I leave to go and do something? What What is that? You know, and even I've spoken about it before, parents in the workplace having more of a um, priority above and beyond anybody else. So if there's a room full of people and, you know, anyone gets to leave early, it's the parents who have to go pick up their kids. I get that. Um, I don't have kids, but why does that put me at a disadvantage? Why can't I leave early to go home and play with my dog? You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's not the same, but why does it have to be the same? So I think, you know, in our heads, we have to be pushing and driving and open to this type of change. And I wouldn't brand any younger generation as lazy. If anything, they're going to pave the future for our future leaders. And that's important because our future leaders will define our society, our everything. And I think we do need to transition away from Henry Ford's idea of a 40-hour week. We do need to transition away to, is 40 hours too much? You live once. You live once. That is it. This is, this is your singular life. Why do we spend so much time at work praying for the weekends to get here sooner only for the weekends to go and for us to be sitting there going oh crap monday monday itis back to work i i personally don't want to work like that anymore i don't want to do it i just want to live life i just want to live life and enjoy myself a little bit all right, that's all. I'm really interested to know your perspective. Like, are you of the same camp? Are you going, you know what? The traditional work week and structure needs to be changed. Or are you in the other camp going, you know what? It's been done like that forever. We just need to sack up and continue doing it. So I really want to know your opinion. I think my opinion is very clear. So we'll leave it there. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. I have another topic that I'm going to talk about next week and it's kind of put a little bit of a bee in my bonnet. So I'm looking forward to bringing you that. Um, in the meantime, you can connect with me via my socials at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop by my website at aestheticvibespodcast.com. Drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast.outlook.com. Drop by my TikTok. That is Buddy wanting my attention you have it um so yeah until next time um i'll see you guys later <laughs> bye